Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSEZ. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. It is Sunday, March 19th, 2023. And let's get right into it, shall we? Um, How did we get here? How did we get to the situation that we're currently in where... We are in the brink of a former president being indicted, <laughs> listen to this closely, being indicted on Tuesday, potentially, that's the date so far, being indicted on Tuesday for a misdemeanor, a president being taken down, potentially removed because they've attached a felony to it. They've, they've upgraded it to a felony. We'll find out, I guess, on Tuesday on how this apparently, how you can you can go from a misdemeanor to a felony. Have no idea how that was. So, so hopefully they'll play it out with us. Love to have your voice heard today. If you want to call in, the, the number to call is 877-619-3899. That's 877-619-3899. Phone lines are open. Would love to hear from you on how you think we got here. Let me tell you how I think we got here. I think the way that we got here started in 2008 with the election of Barack Obama. Now that's a really wide one to say and really easy to state out front. But in particular, there's one thing that Obama did in 2012 that has led us to the position that we're currently in, both nationally, internationally, but more importantly, with our own news media here in this country. In 2012, of, uh, in, in 2012 the Obama administration, in conjunction with <laughs> Congress, reversed the Smith-Munt Modernization Act. Now, uh, I'm sorry, they didn't reverse that. They actually did that. It's called the Smith-Munt Modernization Act. And what it did is it reversed the, 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 the policies of the Smith-Munt Act. And what the Smith-Munt Act basically did is it told the American people and assured the American people that the weapons of war that we used against the Germans and the Russians and everybody else during World War II, that we would never turn those tools upon the American people. We wouldn't allow misinformation, disinformation that was created by government to be pushed through our systems. Now, if you go through and you look at some of the biggest newspapers of our day, for example, the AP and so on, um, what they'll tell you is they'll tell you that, well, Obama did not sign a law allowing propaganda in the U.S. You can read it right here. Uh, there's another one, factcheck.org. It says Obama didn't authorize lying by the media. They're absolutely right. That's truth. It, it didn't do that. See, the media could already lie to the American people. What, what the modernization of the Smith-Munt Act did is it allowed the government for the first time to work in conjunction with these entities, with these outlets. There was no longer a wall in between that would stop them from spreading lies. So Obama didn't sign a law allowing propaganda in the U.S. Yes, yes, he did. That is a statement of fact. He did allow that to happen. What he allowed is what we've been learning from Twitter. You see, before the Modernization Act, you couldn't do that. What the FBI was doing, what the State Department was doing, what the Obama, I'm sorry, what the, what the Trump administration was doing, and what the Biden administration was doing with Twitter and these other social media, they couldn't do it. They could not be a part of that because, well, that's misinformation, disinformation. And, and you can't play any part in that. This stopped that. That's how this stopped. That's how this started, rather. And, and we go in, and, and you you got to ask yourself, how did we get here? 
Um, well, after World War II, let me find this real quick. After World War II, we came forward and the people, um, you see here in this paragraph here, it says at the, at the same time, in order to protect the American people from their own government, Congress passed the Smith-Munt Act, Act, which prohibited our government from using our departments, agencies, and tax dollars to propagandize the American public. That's what the act did. What's, what Obama did in 2012 is remove those provisions. So fast forward to 2012, under the Obama administration, Congress reversed the Smith-Munt protections. They buried the Smith-Munt Modernization Act in the National Defense Authorization Act, which passed and was signed by Obama in 2013. Modernization meant that they dropped the propaganda pr protections and allowed government agencies and bureaucrats to create media news and opinion to feed to the American public. Before they couldn't do that, they could not take content and feed it off to the media. Illegal. Today they can. And today we are suffering the consequences of what Obama and the Congress in 2012 into 2013, what they did, what they pulled off. We're now suffering from that. Because we can't trust our media. Have you noticed that you can't trust anything the media says? Doesn't, doesn't matter what outlet it is. They're all lying. They're all telling lies. Why? Well, because they can. For the first time in American history, well, it was the first time in our lifetime since, since 1948, the government can lie directly. They, they outlawed it. If, if it doesn't make any sense to you why they would modernize that protection. Why that protection and bury it in the defense bill? Why would they do that? It had served the American people for how many years? How long it had served the American people? 60, 70 years. And then Obama and his wisdom, the, the Obama administration and their wisdom say that, hey, we, we got to dump this protection for the American people because we want to propagandize them. Haven't you noticed that's what it's been for the last two years? Three years, four years, five years, six years since Trump. They started lying to us then. They knew that they had the authority to do it. And it was a little at a time. Remember when they first silenced American people in this country? They said, you cannot be a person who's going to utter the name of the whistleblower against Trump. No, we, we got to protect the whistleblower. And for the first time in American history, social media at least, the entire country was negated from being able to speak honestly and openly about what was going on in our nation's capital. We, we couldn't talk about what was going on. We couldn't mention certain names. Why? Well, because they're protected. And when you know who the people are and you want to hold them to account, meaning that you should be able to have your day in court where the accuser, you look at their reputation versus the accused or vice versa, and you say, well, who do I believe most? Listen, I don't believe any unnamed source. I'm just, I'm just like that. I used to. I don't anymore. Why? Because we found out time and time again that these unnamed sources are either liars or they're made up altogether. There's plenty of stories, especially at the New York Times, and I believe the New Yorker is another one, where they had to let certain portions of their people go. Why? Well, because they had to. Um, they realized that they were lying to them, that the stories that they had told, I can't remember the, the gentleman's name. Uh, he'd won a Pulitzer Prize, I believe. There was a lady who wrote this, this awesome story about these homeless youth. And, and, and how did that turn out? It was all lies. All of her awards had to go back as well. My point, folks, is that the reason we cannot trust the media, the reason that the media is no, no more than just a propaganda arm for both the RNC and the DNC, is because they're allowed to. 
There's no rules in place anymore that says that the government cannot work in conjunction with media outlets to spread information from the government. They, they remove that. If you read what the AP says, their article is, no, 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 Obama didn't allow the government to lie to you. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That, that's not what it says. What it says is now is that the government can, can, uh, can, can collude with media and media outlets to spread a message. Look at what just happened with, <laughs> look at what just happened with the Hunter Biden laptop story. How did that turn out? Remember how that started? It was all a lie. It was Russian disinformation, Russian misinformation. It, it was 50, I think 51 former intelligence officers came forward, agency officers came forward and they said, hey, listen, th this has all the earmarks of Russian disinformation, misinformation. You shouldn't probably trust it. Where are we at two years later, folks? We have found out that everything that they told us then was a lie. Every bit of it was a lie. And that's what's got us here today. Lies. Lies spread by those in government working in conjunction with media to tell the American people a story that is untrue. And who, who holds these 51 individuals to account? Well, the government doesn't. Our laws don't. Maybe history will. So that's why I thought it was important to get into today of what's going on and where we are. Please call in. Uh, phone lines are open. The number to call is 877-619-3899. Would love to hear from you about what your opinions about what's going on are. Let, let's start at the top here real quickly. Um, and let's go back to 2016 because we need to start looking back at what happened in 2016, how this whole thing started and what we were being told then, how we were being directed back then, the information that was being told to us. In fact, that Hillary Clinton was going to win hands down. There was no chance that Trump could win whatsoever. Hillary's going to win, 100% chance Trump cannot win. Um, remind me again how that turned out. Uh, this here is um, from Bloomberg, right before the election. Take a listen and uh, let's discuss afterwards. We're back with David Hundo-P-Luff, a man who says Hillary Clinton has a 100% chance of winning. So that means that, means that no scenario that we could lay out to get Donald Trump to 270 electoral votes is something he would buy. So we thought we'd get David in here to look at those scenarios that the Republicans are talking about, citing them as a potential path to victory, and explain to us why they are not just implausible, but impossible. So let's look at the first one. Listen to that. Not implausible, but impossible. That's the first thing that they were selling to the American people. Don't believe what the polling shows. Don't believe what you're hearing in your community. Don't believe your relatives and your neighbors who are saying, hey, listen, I like this guy, Trump. I like what he's got to say. Listen to us. We're the ones that know what's going on. Listen as they try to set this up, that Trump has no chance. This is just days before the election. Listen to what they say. This is the baseline here for any Trump to win. The big three, Ohio, North Carolina, Florida, even Democrats concede now, Iowa is probably going to be a Trump state. So all the possible scenarios start with the big three plus Iowa. Now, let's that doesn't get him all the way to 270, though. That gets him to 259. So let's look at... The first scenario that could get Trump to 270, which would be adding in here, there Pennsylvania. Is. The so-called Pennsylvania path, 279, doesn't need to win anything but the big three, Iowa and Pennsylvania. You could concede he, Trump could win the big three in Iowa. Could. No. Concede he could. He can't. So you, here's, yeah. I, I think Iowa, he, the two states he's doing best in are Iowa and Ohio. Right. But I. Now keep in mind, for Trump to win, he had to get Michigan and Pennsylvania. He had to get the Rust Belt. 
They're not even going to give it to him. Listen to him talk about how, how Trump has no chance in Pennsylvania. He has no chance in Michigan. Listen closely. Still believe I'd rather be heard than I understand. But vote. is it implausible, impossible, I should say, that he wins Florida? Uh, can't be impossible. I think it's very unlikely. But not imp- Again, unlikely that he's going to win Florida, a red state. Oh, it's purple. It goes back and forth. No, it's it's a red state. It's a strong red state. This is misinformation, disinformation just days before the election to guide the American people, telling Republicans, telling, Demo- uh, telling uh, Republican voters, Trump voters, not to go out. Hillary's got this in the bag. There's no reason for you to go out. That's what they're doing here. He's doing better right now in the campaign polling and the public polling than we ever did, and we won it twice. And the state has become more demographically friendly, so we'd win it by 2.5 now rather than the one just through shift alone. All right, we got so, we got a lot of yeah. state too. Can he win North Carolina? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, Lee Clinton. He, he can. All right, so let's put our Florida right. dispute aside. Say he could win it. Tell us why Pennsylvania is impossible for Trump. It's the Easter Bunny. Okay, it doesn't exist. <laughs> He's going to walk out of. Southeastern Pennsylvania, Philly, and those three suburban counties, Delaware, Montgomery, Bucks, she's going to have north of 500,000 margin. There's just numerically not enough vote to pick up. Has that state become more Democratic since four years ago? So here's what I think. If Trump were a different candidate who had some appeal to suburban voters, uh, I still think it would be hard for a Republican. The problem is it's like his Northern Virginia problem, his Denver (laughs) suburb problem, and his Philadelphia suburb problem. It's just he can't get there. So could he get again? He just can't get there. He can't. Folks, there's no reason to go vote for Trump. There's no, there's no chance this man can win. Hillary's got this locked up. Just stay at home. Don't go out. Do not vote. This is national TV. Election interference. That's exactly what's going on here. They've taken to the airwaves and they're spreading propaganda, what they couldn't do before. This is not fact. This is all opinion. He's not saying based on my opinion. He's saying there's no fucking way that that Trump can beat Hillary. It's not going to happen, folks, as he stands there and lies to you. Because the information that he had was all flawed. We know it. You know it. They know it. They knew they were lying. Because the numbers on the ground did not show this at all. Within two or three, I think she wins at four or five. Yes, but he can't get to a win number. Okay, let's look at let's look at scenario number two now. This is what we call the New Hampshire path. Again, it begins with the big three plus Iowa. And then you add in Nevada, New Hampshire, and the main second district. That gets you right to 270 right there. Nevada, New Hampshire, yeah. and the second district of Maine where they get one electoral. I vote. mean, of those, the second district of Maine is probably the most plausible. I think she's going to win New Hampshire, I think, quite comfortably. I think that southern tier is kind of similar to what we just talked about in terms of Pennsylvania suburbs outside of Philly, Virginia. And I think Nevada, at the end of the day, I know the polls are going to be close. Ours were relatively close uh, well, because but, of the Latino vote there. But what I you say makes were, this scenario impossible is New, New Hampshire, Hampshire, Nevada. Right. Yeah, I, I think if I'd rank them, I think she's almost, I think she's certain to win New Hampshire, in my view. As long as we're talking about this, though, just explain to me why right. Barack Obama won Nevada comfortably both times. Won it by a lot in 2008, won it comfortably in 2012. Why is she behind in polling in Nevada with well, all the Hispanics? The, there's some polls- <laughs> okay, now listen to this. Listen to this. They're, they're trying to find out. You've got all those Hispanics out there. You know, we're not racist or anything, but we can sure count on the brown people to support us. So what's going on out there? That's what they're asking. They have no answer. We all know how it played out. Listen to these idiots pontificate about what they know is going to happen. The reason that they're doing this is to get out ahead of it because their polling had to show that Trump was ahead. Keep in mind, the day before, and we're going to go through it today, the day before 
the experts are doing exactly what he's saying, saying that Trump has no chance of winning the following day. 24 hours prior, don't show up, folks. Hillary's got this in the bag. There's no chance for, for a, a Trump Republican to win. That's what we were being told. Knock that over. To show it like 40, 38, okay? 78% of the people aren't going to vote. 100% of the people are going to vote. And see, this is where I think the race is. Donald Trump is, he may be at a ceiling, but he's closer to a ceiling than she is. She's got more vote to come in. She's going to win more of the undecided vote. Well, we know she's got more vote to come in. Obama did, or I'm sorry, Biden did, right? His came in 300,000 300, votes in the middle of the night. So yeah, they've always got more votes to come in. There's always more room for them to expand and do better. But, but, but Trump's at a ceiling. He can't do any better. Stay home, folks. Don't come out. My view, the third party vote is going to collapse a little bit. She's going to get more of that. And you even see in some of these polls, you have Latino undecided vote, huge. So that's why I think she's Nevada. Listen, our own polling in Nevada was never as rosy as the ultimate election outcome. All right, let's look at three last scenarios that that I'm sure you're, as we know, you're by definition going to say can't happen. One is... Involves Colorado, no chance no there. Chance. That's got the well, kind but of this is so. What you're saying is this includes him winning Florida. Okay, every scenario, so, well, every all scenario, the, all the scenarios have the big three at Iowa. Iowa. No, right. Colorado, yeah. I don't see it all. I think okay. she wins at four to five. All points. right, what about winning the Silver State in Wisconsin? Get him to two seventy five. No, Wisconsin's going to be a, a Clinton state. So is Michigan. Um, <laughs> so is Minnesota. I mean, the, the Democratic strength <laughs> up in the Upper Midwest. Now, Barack Obama had unique strength there, both times. Right. But I just don't see it happening. Unique strength because of the African-American vote. Well, no, because, I, you know, he was from Illinois. Right. You know, and, and it was really interesting. That was always an underappreciated. And, and again, it didn't have to do anything with the fact that he probably got a lot of press out of Chicago and that spread off into the you know, Minnesota area. Right. They're not giving any credit. No, it's got to be because of his color. Again, right back to the race thing. You cannot get away from these people with race at all. We didn't have to spend much time and, and, and money up there. Wisconsin was a little closer in 12 because of Ryan. Right. So, so why Colorado, right now, the polling is really close there. And Gary well, Johnson is getting a big right. chunk of that vote. Why is that? Why are you so well, sure? Well, there was one or two polls that had it close. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, again, I think if you look at, at modeling out 100% of the electorate, you look at even the, the aggregation of most public polls, that may be one of Johnson's best states. I don't think he's going to get 12 or 14. And again, I think that she's going to she's going to absolutely mambo him to the Latino <laughs> vote in Colorado. And you add did not happen. Swing voters, which I think she's going to win in a dominating way, maybe even more than we won in 12 and eight. Well, certainly in 12. Right. But as, as you yeah. said before, the map is narrowed. And as the Trump campaign basically has as a proposition, perhaps at the end, pick two of these scenarios and just say, oh, go all in. Trump could do a week long bus tour in Pennsylvania. Right. Or, or which is, by the way, what he did. If you remember, Trump just kept going, 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 kept going back to the Rust Belt, kept going back to the Rust Belt, kept going back to Pennsylvania, kept going to Iowa, kept going to Pennsylvania, kept going to Michigan, kept going to Wisconsin, kept going to all the states that he needed to win. And who didn't show up to those states? Hillary Clinton. Similar to Joe Biden. Joe Biden didn't go to those states. He won them handily, though, didn't he? In the middle of the night. Whatever, Wisconsin, whatever they choose, right? So... What no, because because Florida and, well, and we'd have to, we'd those are not. I'm not saying right. just that state, but right, I'm saying right. basically you right. could these combinations involved. Let's assume Iowa and Ohio are safe. Not not for sure, but let's which not, they weren't. No, I think she's going to win them both. But, I really there we go. Let's, Iowa let's, and Ohio. Yes, no, I do. Iowa and Ohio. They, yes. The campaign, By your campaign, is, is a little bit less optimistic about those. But let's just say we get that at the end, last three weeks, and he's got those pretty well secured. 
then he basically could campaign in four states, right? He could campaign in Florida, North Carolina, and then any two that get him over the top. At that point, you're basically running for governor of four states at the same time. Well, he may he show could up. Pour, and, he could right. pour money in, right? Republican allies could come in. I'm he just could saying, show I'm just up. Saying, he doesn't have much of an organization. And again. And here we go again. He doesn't have much of an organization, folks. It's these little jabs that they continue to make. He doesn't have this. He doesn't have that. This capability, that capability. No, no, you've you got to understand. Hillary's the one. She's the only one that can win. The only one. This is what they were saying in 2016. They learned their lesson in 2016. They learned what Trump was capable of doing in these states. Listen at what they're saying in this conversation in 2016. And look at the states where we had issues with free and fair elections in 2020. Odd how it's the same exact states. The states that they counted on, the states that they knew they had 100% control of, those are the states that we had issues with in 2020. And again in 2022 with Kerry Lake. The, the well, the Republican Party as an organization. It's I'm not all, the same as a candidate. I understand. Right. I agree with that. But all I'm saying is, in the end, you're saying now, you look at the national map, he can't get to 270. But isn't it impossible to say what happens if a guy who's willing to maybe drop a lot of money just is saying, basically, I'm going in four states for three weeks? No, because you, you're basically the product matters here. And he's a flawed product. I mean, how many of you think that Trump is a flawed product? You think that Trump is a flawed product versus Hillary? How many bodies does Hillary have versus what Trump has? They're trying to put bodies on him. But we know that the Clinton family, in particular, Hillary, uh, has bodies on her. How many bodies have dropped around the Clintons? How many drop bodies have dropped around the Trump administration? You don't see people all of a sudden getting suicided. Former Cohen should be dead by, by that uh, measure. If, if, if Cohen had been the Clintons' uh, attorney, <laughs> which Foster was, yeah, what, what is the guy shot himself in the back of the head? What about the new guy that, that shot himself in the, the, the chest with a shotgun and then hung himself? That's what they want you to believe, folks. That's what they want you to believe. That's again where my confidence comes in. This guy, in my view, is not going to be elected right. president. Okay. And he's got to feel it. <laughs> your basic argument is that the premise here, he's not going to win all four of those states. No. That's what you're saying. No. Oh, no chance. Well, I think she's going to win all four, but yeah. Florida and North Carolina, I would much rather be her. All Iowa right. and Ohio are the toughest. All right, David Pluff, we are 100% certain we will see you again on the program. Thanks for coming Joe in. Joe Namath. There we go. It's interesting to me that looking back in time, when you hear the conversations of what they were saying back then and what they were expecting you to believe back then, folks, they haven't changed. They're doing the exact same thing today, using the exact same tactic right now today. And that's what you've got to get your head wrapped around. They haven't changed. They haven't changed their the, the way that they do things. They're still lying to you. They're still trying to make you believe their truth. Well, you can see with your own eyes what's going on. Keep in mind, these are the same people that tell you that a, that, a, that a man who dresses up with some lipstick puts a dress on. That's a woman. That's what they want you to believe. If they'll tell you that lie and demand that you accept it, they won't have any problem telling you these lies. Let's go back and look at how it started. Um, remember when Trump did get elected? I don't know if you remember the night of. There was, I'm sorry, previous to the night of. I'm jumping the gun here a little bit. Um, there was a, uh, a big push by social media to not allow people to uh, hear the truth. 
trying to think the best way to put this. Um, and so they started spreading propaganda and the, the Hollywood got into it. Mainstream media pundits got into it. Everybody was telling you how Trump couldn't win. Do you remember that? Do you remember how they kept telling you that, yeah, there's no way that Trump can win. Trump has no opportunity. Not going to happen. If you don't remember that, let me refresh your memory here. He's not going to be the nominee, Chuck. I mean, as you know, I'm ahead in Ohio. <laughs> so, Jenny, could he actually win? No freaking way! <laughs> he will be tempted to run, be predictably shellacked. Do not tell me that Donald Trump is in this to win this, okay? He's a sideshow. This is going to turn a three-ring circus into a freak show. He's not running for president. He's running for keep me famous. I thought... This was maybe some strategy for a new reality show. How should Republicans handle Donald Trump? Uh, ignore him. And Donald Trump is not going to be the nominee of this party. Well, I don't think it's likely that Donald Trump will be the nominee. Well, I, I do, based on your theme, believe that he's here to stay for a while, maybe through a few primaries, but he is not going to be the nominee. Well, I'm going to support the Republican nominee, and I'm comfortable that it's not going to be Donald Trump. There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. <laughs> um, that's not going to happen. Donald Trump will not be called president. He's not going to be president. He is not. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. Okay. I guarantee it. All right. All right. You think if he becomes the president, he'll make, make it great because the states is already great. I think that man will be president of the United States right about the time that spaceships come down filled with dinosaurs and red capes. On that note, Tom. <laughs> Take it Thank from me. <laughs> and then, of course, there's Donald Trump. Donald Trump has been saying that he will run for president as a Republican, which is surprising since I just assumed he was running as a joke. And this is funny. Nancy Pelosi says you can take that to the bank. Well, the bank that they must have taken that to must have been SVB or managed by uh, Sam, and, Sam Goldman Freed. We heard this for months. There's no way that Trump can win. Hillary's going to win by 100%. There's no possibility, no plausibility for Trump to win. By the way, phone lines are open. You can call right now at 877-619-3899, 877-619-3899. I want to hear your voice today. Call in and, and let's talk about what you remember about what they said at the time about Trump and what they're saying now, what they're doing now, the actions they're actually taking versus what they said he would do back then. Donald Trump just last week, he confirmed to the National Review that he is again considering a run in 2016. Do it. <laughs> do, do it. Look, look at me. Do it. I will personally write you a campaign check now on behalf of this country, which does not want you to be president, but which badly wants you to run. So when you stand and deliver that State of the Union address in no part of your mind or brain, can you imagine Donald Trump? standing up one day and delivering a State of the Union address? Well, I can imagine it uh, in a Saturday night skip. I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. He will never be president of the United States. By the way, these are the same people, these are the same people who told you that if you got it, it would work. If you would just do what they would say, you wouldn't lose your life. You, you, you could you, you could you could survive whatever comes at you. The vaccine works, folks. Same people. The same people that are telling you these lies, this misinformation, disinformation, their opinions. 
They're the same ones. They're the same ones right now that are telling you that Trump, they told you in 2020, 2022, 2023, just take this drug, just take this drug. You'll be okay. You'll be fine. And now they're trying to tell you that the president, that Trump has somehow broken the law. I don't understand how people still understand these motherfuckers. I don't get it. You're live on with Kramer Says. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hello? Hello. Hey, uh, uh, Fresno, California. This is going to be Randall Avenel. I got, I got a good one for you right now. Go ahead. And what's All your right. name? What's your you name? I'm sorry. What's your name? Yeah, it's Randall Avenel. Randall. Okay, just Randall? I just, okay. Randall from yeah. Fresno. Go ahead, Randall. Can we pull up when... Obama got on Twitter and said, I'll at least go down as a president of the United States. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's the whole thing when he was on David Letterman, right? Yes. And correct. drops the mic, right? They were so sure at yes. that time that it wasn't going to happen, but it's happened. And that's yep. what the American people, they have to, they have to remember this stuff and remember what they were being told. And now that we know why and how they were doing it, 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 it has to have more of an impact. When you learn that Obama reversed the, the Smith-Munt Act, which allowed the federal government or all government agencies to now work in conjunction with our media to spread information. Is that concerning to you? It's sickening. It's sickening because I've been following you for a long time, um, mostly on TikTok. And I actually just ran across you on Rumble today and went ahead and followed. I'm so glad that you're on here now. Um, so now I can actually hear you and uh, hope to God that you don't get canceled by Rumble, which I don't believe is going to happen. <laughs> no, yeah, we're we're paying Rumble, so no, that probably will not happen. Uh, Randall, what's the awesome. biggest issue right now in your life? I mean, looking forward at what's going to possibly happen Tuesday, before this arrest happens, this indictment happens of Trump on Tuesday, what was the biggest concern in your life? Probably the direction of which way this company is, or uh, which way this country is going to go. Um, I'm, I'm fairly scared. I actually have, I have two children and, um, I live here in California. Uh, we're actually <laughs> going to be moving to Texas, um, here in, um, the next year. Uh, thank uh, the Lord that my company is able to move me out. Um, it's primarily going to be education and school and cost of living. Um, I'm basically the single person that, um, takes care of the household, but if, if my income was to go down, I really don't know what we would have to do to uh, to make ends meet. And that's where we are because California is dying off. I mean, Cal California yep. is dying on the vine right now. Um, and they like to brag about how well things are going, but far too many people in California, um, left and right, are, are doing the exact same thing for the exact same reason and going to, to Texas. Now, you go to Texas, you're not going to you're not gonna flood Texas with liberal mentality, right? You're going to bring a conservative no, mindset to no. Texas, right? <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually uh, I'm actually scared that um, that that they think that Gavin might actually be a runner uh, for 2024. Well, that kind of scares me. It, it looks like that may be the case. There, there there's no way that, uh, and we don't think that. We don't think currently that, that Gavin will actually run. We think that he'll be appointed. And there's a, there's a process for him to make it to president without having to go through an election. We'll see if that pans out. Um, but Joe can't win in the 2024 election unless 50% um, of the Republicans die off between now and election day. And, they, and, and something is rigged with the elections. That's the only way that it can happen. Uh, Joe is in such a bad shape right now that there is no friggin' way that the Democrats want him to run 20. I think only 24% want Joe to run. 
Seventy six percent of the Democrats don't want Joe to run. So he's going to have a hard road to hoe because he's put them in the same situation that he's put us. He's not just the economy is not just affecting Republicans. It's a it's affecting everyone. Yeah. Okay. so what happens? Let me ask. uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to I was just going to point out. So, you know, like I said, I'm I'm over here in in California and it, it baffles me that that even even when uh, Joe was, uh, you know, from his basement was campaigning. Right. Um, my 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 biggest issue is 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 just the lack of intelligence to this. And basically my my main point was was for anybody that was a Democrat or voted for Biden was the fact that you could actually put somebody in or votes for somebody that could not even coherently put three or four paragraphs. Well, Fetterman, they, like they, that right there is like um, they did the same like thing with Fetterman. Yeah. Fetterman's the exact same way. Um, they don't care about the person. They just care about the ideology. And as long as they've got a warm body in there that can vote for them or at least vote the way that they they think they want to be voted, you know, have voted, um, th- they're fine with it. Uh, that's why they're they're a threat. If you're not going to abide by the rules, um, I don't have much faith in the fact that you'll do what's best for me. And that's the situation we're in. So we, we had the 2020 issue. We had the 2022 issue with the elections. Let's move forward to 2023. What ends up happening? I'm sorry, 2024. What happens in 2024? What do you think will happen based on what you're you're seeing right now? How likely so is it that we that, have a free and fair election in 2020, 2024 rather? Yes. So I know at the World Economic Forum, I know that Soros dropped that little hint about DeSantis and Trump kind of going at it. Um, I think that that might cause a little stir between some people uh, in that sense. You know, me, I'm uh, my family. We're 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 all for Trump. We're for basically um, less government and more for the people, right? As right. like everybody should be in this world. Um, I kind of see that that would be potentially a, a kind of a, a, an issue. Um, I don't really understand why they're kind of fighting and bickering with each other currently right now, where it's DeSantis and Trump. Um, I think one of the scary things that uh, I've been kind of uh, reading upon is what they're going to be trying to do like Tuesday. Um, and they're going to be trying to do like this indictment for up in New York. Uh, well, let's go I don't to that. really know what that is or well, what, what that means. Well, basically, they're going to arrest Trump. And and we'll, we're, we're gonna, in fact, it's interesting when you know the, the, the what's going on with the story, uh, the charges that they brought Trump up on uh, are out of the statute of limitations. Two years. Yes. Two years out of the statute of limitations. That's the first thing. Uh, se- secondly, uh, what was it exactly? Again, is something about something like thirteen-year-old or something like that? Is that, is that <laughs> no, 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 no. No, he 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 paid off Stormy uh, Daniels. Daniels. Yeah, he he gave her the money. But I thought that that was actually. Uh, I thought I thought Stormy Daniels. I thought that that was like. I thought that she had lied and that Michael Avenatti ended up. Uh, I know he ended up going, but it was he was doing fraud or something. Like that. Well, yeah, he went. I, I have. I essentially thought that Stormy actually had to pay him. Well, there was a, it's so convoluted as to what happened. You've got Cohen, you've got Avenatti, you got Stormy Daniels. That's the perfect yep. mix because they're, they're all shysters. Um, Cohen went to prison for ripping off his clients, including, including Trump and stealing money, which they never bring up when they put him on TV, that he's a fucking liar and a thief. That's the first thing he stole from his own clients. He can't be trusted. So, but they still put him on TV. Okay, moving forward. Avenatti, guess what he did? He lied he and stole thing. from his clients. The exact same thing. And Stormy Daniels. Yeah, I think he did it with Nike or something. Yeah. 
That way he extorted Nike, but he also stole. The, the reason he went to jail is because of all the other bullshit that he did as well. It's important for people to remember why he went and why they're there. But I know you probably can't see this, but on the screen, it's showing Clinton settles Jones lawsuit with a check for $850,000. Now, the difference between what happened here with, with Clinton and with Trump is that Stormy Daniels sued, I'm sorry, Stormy, um, um, Paula Jones, rather, sued Clinton, and he settled with her. The only difference is, is that Trump didn't, she didn't, he didn't get sued. They agreed that she would shut her mouth up for $130,000. Now Cohen says it's $170,000, which leads us to believe that he stole another bunch of money from Trump, but that's neither here nor there. But when, when you look at the situation as to what they are, it's the same exact thing. Clinton settled the lawsuit. Paula Jones kept her mouth shut. They stopped the, the, the litigation. All of that stopped. The, the only difference with, with Stormy Daniels is that Stormy Daniels didn't sue. She just got a check. That's the difference. That there is no difference. So what are the charges? What, so what are the charges? Well, they're, try, that, they're, uh... they're, trying to, they're trying to get Trump with election um, finance laws in that he, he utilized, uh, it benefited him uh, politically to uh, pay her off and shut her up. And therefore, it's an FEC or an elections violation. That's what they're trying to stretch it to. It's not going to work. It doesn't work that way. The laws don't work that way. He didn't use campaign finance money. He used personal money. This, this, is, this is all what they call a nothing burger. That's what it is. And they've tried to make it more than what it is. And so until, until the American people jump in and start doing their own digging and stop listening to these motherfuckers that lie on a regular basis, or they twist words. I'll give you an example here. Uh, this is where um, Obama, this is from AP, and I'll put this up on the screen here. Um, Obama did not sign a law allowing propaganda in the U.S. This is how the media, how they lie to you with truth, okay? They state truth and mislead you. I'll give you an example here. You ready? Um, yeah. Okay, the claim I is- I believe in like 2012, like Obama signed a piece of legislation that stated that it was legal to then do propaganda. Well, and that's that's what this article is about. AP, this is from um, uh, August 27th of 2019, and they're stating then going into the 2020 election, no, Obama did not. Obama did not sign a law allowing propaganda in the U.S. Well, yes, he absolutely did. He did, right? He, he, it's a reversal mm -hmm. of the Smith Mudd Act from from I believe 1948. And what that says is that you cannot utilize, the government cannot utilize the media in the country to spread propaganda. That re got reversed. And so what they say is um, the facts. A post circulating on Facebook with a photo of Obama falsely states he repealed a ban on government propaganda in the U.S. when he signed the National Defense Authorization Act in 2013. The amendment did not repeal the Smith-Mudd Act. That's correct. That, that It did not repeal anything, right? It revised it. Um, but rather lifted some of the restrictions on the domestic dissemination of government-funded media. Now, I'm going to go back and say that again. It's, it, it's, <laughs> it's not propaganda, folks. It's domestic dissemination of government-funded media. What's, what's the definition of propaganda? Government-funded media and message. That's propaganda. That's when your government uses these outlets 
to be able to talk to you or tell you things. Before, they could never lie to you. They couldn't spread misinformation or disinformation. This reversed that. It allowed them to do that. And it's amazing to me how AP... That's exactly when they started doing... Um, I wonder if that's exactly when they started infiltrating... Um, uh, or at least that's maybe if we were to go back that far, if that's when they were starting to actually infiltrate into uh, Twitter and into Facebook... Well, they were already um, there by then. They were already there by then. They were already there by then. What happened was uh, the CIA has been working inside these organizations for the last 40 years. They've been doing it illegally. And what Obama did is just made it legal for them to do these things, for the FBI to be able to work with, with Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and so on. That's what this, that's what this act did, the reversal of this act did. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's catastrophic to our nation because what it does is it's gotten us to the position where no one trusts the media. I mean, Randall, do you, do you trust the media when they come out and tell you something? I trust Kramer over anybody else. <laughs> well, I, I, I wouldn't advise you do that either. I wouldn't advise you put any trust too much in one person. <laughs> At right? least it's a good starting point. It, it's a good starting point because I don't have, there's no benefit to me lying to you. I, I can't take your rights. I can't take your guns. I can't, yep. I can't take your voice. All I can do is state the obvious that what we've seen over the last 15, 20 years has led us to this point where we've got the American people not believing any media outlets at all. Why? No, it, I, I believe I believe it's 100 percent paid and funded for. I mean, you know, uh, you know, and then let's let's also let's also bring up the whole the whole fact checker thing when they had um, when they had Mark Zuckerberg, um, you know, over right. at the Senate and they asked him, they said, so are these legitimate, you know, fact checkers? And he's like, nope, they're just opinions, just opinions. Said, I'll be down. Yep. There we go. Which is what we've been saying the entire time. I mean, it's it's amazing to me that the American people do not understand this. They see it, they hear it, and then they move on as if they didn't see it or hear it. And they let these guys make the determination of exactly what's going to happen next in their lives without any word because, well, if I step forward, if I say anything, I may get in trouble. Randall, thanks for calling in today. Uh, call back anytime. We're, uh, we're going to move on to the next caller here in just a few moments here. But thank you, thanks again for calling in. If you uh, want to call, the number to call in is 877-619-3899, 877-619-3899. Um, you know, when, when we saw, when we saw the Hillary Clinton campaign on the eve of the election, and this is just 36 hours before the election was to take place in 2016, we were told that that she had a 100% chance of winning. That's what David Plough, uh, Plough just told us in the, the previous piece with CNN and, and Bloomberg. She has a 100% chance of winning. Trump, There's no way that Trump can win. It's implausible. It leads us to start thinking that maybe they were pulling the same shenanigans in 2016 that they were pulling in 2020. And they were so sure that they were going to win that they went out on the, the limb and they told her, hey, listen, we've got everything taken care of. You're going to win by 100%. Don't worry about it. You need the extra votes? We've got extra votes for you. We'll get them for you. Don't worry about it. And so what did we come up with? Well, we came up with the repudiation of Trump. Um, I'm sorry, the, re the repudiation of Hillary Clinton by the American people, left and right. Listen to this right here. Hello, Philadelphia! 36 Thank hours before the election. One last rally before election day tomorrow. So happy. So excited. 
100% chance of winning. There's no way she can lose. Aw. Look at the looks on their faces. Oh, the Russians did this to us. different than it was a few hours ago when people were happy and relaxed. There are people who are just in shock and they are just stunned at the idea that they were completely sure they were coming to this event to celebrate Hillary Clinton becoming the first female president and now they are confronting the reality that they could be walking out of here perhaps expecting that Donald Trump is going to become president. Remember these images? They had been told there was a 100% chance of her winning. The only thing that could have come in between them winning and Trump winning were the Russians. It was the Russians' fault that this is happening. And they've believed it since then, that the Russians could spend enough money in this country to change Everybody should head home. We should get some sleep. the election. I want every person across the country who supported Hillary to know that your voices and your enthusiasm mean so much to her and to Tim and to all of us. You are in all of our hearts. Thank you. And it's been hell since then. Since that night, it's been hell. It's full pedal to the metal with lies and corruption and everything that can take down this man. They've, they've done it for six, almost going, going on seven years now. And if you don't think that they're, they're not going to continue and they got to ramp it up, they, they've got to make, they can't stop him. He's a billionaire. They can't pull his money back. They can't stop him. So the only way they can go after him is what? What they've got left. They've got to make him the man in the iron mask. They've got to lock him away where he can't be a threat to the Democrats anymore because we've got Republicans that'll, that'll step up and they'll, 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 they'll get the, the hearts and souls of, of, of Republicans, but they'll do what we say because they want power more than they want what's right for the American people. You're live on the Kramer Says Podcast. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, doing, Kramer. This is Uncle Manny, man. Follow you on uh, everywhere. TikTok oh, and thanks so <laughs> much. everywhere. Thanks so much. What's on your mind? Uh, oh, well, I, I'm just uh, listening to what you're saying about Hillary there and the whole Russia hoax. Russia, 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 right? Well, it's been one thing after another, right? Every uh, every mm -hmm. few months, there's something new that either we'll, we're guilty of or we're, we're doing that is going to cause the nation to um, crumble. The democracy will fall apart. Uh, the republic is going to be lost. Just give them a little bit more power. Uh, so let me ask you right. this. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead with your question. Well, what is your, what's your insight? What do you think is going to happen if Trump is, a, is indicted and arrested and perp-walked on Tuesday, what do you think that that's going to do in this country? Uh, two, well, two things. It's going to cause a huge division, for sure. It's going to be it's going to be a very very deep, permanent division between those who want to believe that, that he's guilty, like the the Rod Reiners and the Bette Midlers and et cetera, Hollywood and everyone who follows them, and those like us who who know there's more to it and know why it's happening. Yep. The other thing is. The possibility of that DA backing off is actually it's there, because they, as you mentioned earlier, there is a statute of limitations, and isn't there a jurisdictional issue? But they also? don't care. They don't care. They don't oh, care. Yeah. They don't care. The, the rules don't matter. See, this is what I keep telling people, and this is what I'm trying to get to. As much as I hate to say it, I don't think this mm -hmm. country returns to 2019 without revolution. I don't want I, it. I agree. I'm not calling for it. I don't want it. I, I want this no. to end peacefully, but the people in charge 
are incapable of changing. They've painted themselves into a corner with their base. They've painted themselves into a corner with, with what they've offered to, to the planet of what they've said they're going to do. We're going to save you. We're going to save you. We're going to save you. They've done all of these things. There's no way they can back down. And the people that refuse to back down are incapable of doing what's right for us. Yeah, they, they've, they have uh, put themselves in such a position of obligation to our debtors, China and whoever else, uh, the deep state, if you will, whoever the hell they're indebted to, the Soros is, that they have no choice but to go forward. You know, right. like, like, for example, with, uh, with Hunter. Yep. The idiot, the idiot, the idiot crackhead son admitted that is my laptop. I'm suing his ass over it. Right. Well, what happened to Russia? What happened to Russia putting it there? <laughs> you well, just completely destroyed that. Well, no, because they're still saying that it's possible some of it's Russian disinformation. They're still going back to that. That's There's true. pundits that are now saying, hey, listen, well, it's still potential that, you know, that hard drive may have been altered. <laughs> we don't know. Right. OK, I'm done playing these games. Here, let, me, let me explain why I got how I got to the position I am right now uh, with where mm -hmm. I think we are as a nation. About eight weeks before the midterms, uh, I was able mm -hmm. to get um, see a copy of Hunter Biden's laptop. And I yeah. lost hope. The FBI's had that content uh, for since 2019. He still walks walks the streets a free man. Yeah, he's being investigated, mm -hmm. but they're slow rolling it, right? Yep, yep. Biden leaves office. They're not going to follow up on that. The, the DOJ is not going to go arrest the, the, the president's son. It's not going to happen. But they'll go after Trump. They will arrest Trump on Tuesday. They'll perp walk him for political, but it doesn't benefit them to take Hunter Biden down. When I realized that Hunter Biden was walking the streets, a free man. Mm -hmm. And they were coming after us and calling us all kinds of names for actions that we didn't do. Right. I knew yep. right then we're lost. The FBI refuses to do their job. They're not holding everyone accountable. There are people that are above the law. That's when I knew right then and there that this is not going to change. Our nation is not going to get back to what I grew up in. The, the America yeah. that, that I was promised, we're not getting back there with the people that are currently in charge. And they're not going to relent power. So again, it may not happen in my lifetime. It may be another 20, 30 years. It may happen next week. You just don't yeah, know. I, That's where I, we're living today. I, I absolutely agree uh, that uh, we're not going to see 2019 the way, we, you know, I'm, I'm 54. Okay. You know, so we, we probably grew up around the same time, same thing. You know, yep. we, we, had some, we had a great time as kids. We're not going to see that again. No. Who knows when we're going to see? Who knows when we will? Is revolution needed or civil war needed? I don't want it. Like you said, I don't no. want it either. I don't I, want I, it. I, God, I don't. God damn it, I don't. I'm sorry about that. No, you're. It's fine. I, I this is. It. Hey, fuck. Free speech lives here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't want that. You know, and, I don't uh, either. I, I'm a veteran, but I'm a non-combat veteran. I don't want to see people or rather Americans killing Americans. Right. That, that is, that is a horror story, but that's yeah. exactly what they want. That's exactly what they're pushing. They're pushing us at every level from, from civil war to, to uh, color war, to gender war, you name it. They want it. Why? Because they want to keep us divided. They want to keep us at, at odds so they can stay in control. Would you and, have ever, would you have ever believed in your life that your government would tell you what you could and couldn't say? Oh God, no, no. It's laughable. No, I, w 
I was the guy who at 20, 22 years old was laughing at the old 50 year old guys who were saying, Oh, it's communism. There's goddamn communism. Yep. I'm, I'm a 20 year old guy saying this crazy fucker. Shut up. Yep. Now I'm that 50 year old guy saying that. And why can you do that? I, I had this conversation with uh, a young man the other day and he doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he doesn't get it. Why are you able to, to, to come forward and say, listen, you, you might want to watch what your government tells you. How, how, how do you, how did you get to that point? Because we've seen it. We, we lived it. Yep. You know, we heard the stories. We saw Russia. We saw the, we saw the USSR. We saw North Korea. We, we saw, we, we heard in school, we were taught about the Bay pigs and about JFK and the, and the nukes in Cuba and what have you. We learned that. Yep. So we know there's a legitimate threat. Once you start hearing these, these similar stories again and again, and now you start seeing it in your politicians, how they're acting and being sympathetic to socialism and communism, it's kind of like, wait a minute, this guy's acting like Castro because he straight up lied to us. Yep. I'm not a socialist. I'm not a communist. And then he turned right around and fucked everybody over. Well, and what, what we learned, well, and here's another thing to, 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 to keep in mind about the Bay of Pigs, right? Our own government working mm-hmm. against us, that there was a yeah. plan, I believe it was in 1963, uh, maybe 1962, I'm not sure exactly when, but the CIA had offered a plan to be able to um, blow things up, uh, acts of terrorism yep. in the U.S. against American citizens to drive, yes, the, to drive the mentality, we got to go into Cuba. That's what the CIA was talking about doing to its own citizens back in the 1960s. So here we are, you know, almost 60 years later. It would be a little childish for us to think that the CIA and the FBI and these other government agencies, that they gave all of that kind of bullshit up. And they're always doing what's (laughs) best for the American people, right? Is that Would that be childish of us to think? A little naive? Exactly. That that is exactly the word I was going to use, naive. You would have to be extremely naive to believe that, well, they quit MK Ultra, which was a legit program. They quit the the, uh, the Tuskegee experiment. They quit all these illegal experiments on American citizens. Oh, we'll never do that again. We're sorry we did right. that. Right. No, you're not right. sorry, and no, you haven't stopped. You're still doing it. Yeah, because there's we things see that. It. Well, the way that you know how I know that they're still violating our rights, we're not allowed to mm-hmm. talk about it. Exactly. Okay. I can say anything I want about flat earth. I can say anything about, I I want about super or about Santa Claus and the Easter bunny. I can say anything that I want about those entities because we all know they're fake. And exactly what you said about the whistleblower, not being able to even mention his name. Wasn't it Vindeman? Was it Vindeman? No, it was, I can't remember the guy's name anymore. He's disappeared. It it, it was some tall skinny guy, you know, it wasn't the Vindeman brothers. No, they they were the ones trying to hide it. Yeah, but you're right. You couldn't even mention the name because no. I know the name was leaked. Yep. And everybody put it all over Twitter and Instagram, and I was one of the accounts deleted for doing that. Yep. Because I put it out there too. Yep, I did too. And that that that's yeah, that well, let me ask you that thing right there. What do you think is a bigger threat to what the left calls democracy, uh, our republic? What do you think is a bigger threat? Mm-hmm. Do you, Do you think that leaking a whistleblower's name uh, is a is a bigger threat to to our democracy? than say, oh, I don't know, letting us see the election results of 2020? <laughs> Which one do you think is the bigger threat to democracy? Man, not letting you do either one is 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 pretty shitty. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think the second part, I think the second part is the one that's the, the biggest danger to our voting, country, the, not you're being able to your voting rights right, away. Right. The, the, the transparency removed. We it shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be a threat to democracy. It shouldn't be a threat to re the mm -hmm. republic. It shouldn't be a, a threat to elections to go back in and look and see what happened. It, it shouldn't mm -hmm. be a threat it, unless exactly. it's a threat to you. That's the only yeah, reason it's exactly. a threat. Right. And, and, and yeah. I wor I've worked in in politics for the last 15, 20 years, uh, I, I think it would be naive to say that Republicans are above board all the time. That's why yeah. they don't want this transparency because they know what they've done. And if the, the yeah. if, if it gets opened, because I'm saying it right now, there's cheating on both sides of the aisle, folks. It's mm -hmm. happening. I know it's happening. I've worked in politics mm -hmm. for the last 15, 20 years. I know it's happening. Uh, there, there were two or three cases in the last year of people in Florida, Texas, northern Indiana got busted for election fraud, uh, voter fraud, it, it just just in the last three to four years. Yeah. Well, th yeah, that, that's I, I the, know exactly the one you're talking about. Well, here's the I'll ask you this in closing. Um, they always mm -hmm. use the same phraseology, right? There's no evidence of widespread fraud. In, in when it comes to <laughs> elections. Uh, OK, so let me ask you this. Do you care if it's widespread or not? I mean, we don't have that it kind of a clarification be. for for homicide, or or right. uh, robbery, or assault. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't wait until it's widespread. They go after the the individual who did it. So why why do you think with elections that they say, well, it's not a widespread problem? Yeah, exactly. It it, it shouldn't matter. I mean, if it's here happening here in Houston and Harris County in one precinct, that should be enough to shut down everything, redo everything, recheck, re recount check all the machines, check all the ballots and start or start over yep. because if it's not right here. What are the chances that it's not right in old Pima County? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And, and the fact and that you can't look, if, if, if asking, if to look behind the green curtain to see what's going on, if asking, if, if asking to see behind the, the, to, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Would you trust a kitchen who didn't allow you? Would you trust a restaurant who, who wouldn't allow you to come back in and, and see how the, how clean the kitchen is? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Trust us. Take our yeah. word for it, buddy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I see a lot of people, you know, they, they leave here and two or three days later, they're sicker than shit. We'd, we'd like to take a look. You're going to take our word for it. And if you don't, if you want to come back there, that's a threat to democracy. That's what we're being told yeah, by yeah. by the, the people in place. Thanks very much for calling in tonight. Um, do you have anything else yeah. to add? Add. I was going to say one more thing to your point about not being able to speak. We're not even being allowed to question what's going on with Trump. And the, the, put that aside, however, but look at who's not speaking. Yep. Who's not saying a word in his defense? Yep. That's, that, that tells you a lot. Uh, it's, it's really drawing the lines in the sand of who you can and can't trust and who uh, you thought had both Trump's back and your back and my back, uh, that they're just politicians trying to get by. They just want to get that. They want to move past 2020, get past that, get past 2022. And let's get to 2024 when we can all come together. And I'm going to be the savior for the Republican party. I will bring it together. That's what they're telling you. That's what they want you to believe. But I think that Bill Maher put it best. What Bill Maher said is this, and this is what's interesting. Bill Maher said, why would you want to go see the cover band when the original band is still touring? I, I, I don't get that. And, and it's right. It's right. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. Moving on. Um, John Bolton um, made a, a comment that I, I thought was very interesting, where 
and again, he, he must not know the information or he may, must not be paying attention to it. But John Bolton says that the Trump arrest, well, we, we've got it. We've got to make sure that he doesn't get on his podium and, and be able to say that he's the most persecuted man uh, in, in politics ever. Uh, this is John Bolton with Rachel Maddow. This was the front page of the Washington Post this morning. Trump paints ominous picture, full all-column headline on the front page of the Washington Post. That was this morning. By this afternoon, the Post had taken this dramatic step, issuing a full-throated, full-page, possibly unprecedented anti-endorsement of Donald Trump. Quote, we recognize that this is not the usual moment to make such a statement. In an ordinary election year, we would acknowledge the Republican nominee, move on to the Democratic convention and spend the following months, like other voters, evaluating the candidate's performance in debates on the stump and in position papers. This year, we will follow the campaign as always, offering honest views on all the candidates, but we cannot salute the Republican nominee or pretend that we might endorse him this fall. Who cares? It's the Washington Post. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? I think I pushed the wrong button here because that's not supposed to be what it was, came up. Well, we'll go to the next one here. Let's see, let's see if this is, did I get the right? Nope, I don't think I've got the right. You there we go. The There's Bolton. Administration. I have to ask you about the news of the day, the news that former President Trump has posted on Truth Social uh, just this morning that he expects to be arrested on Tuesday and is also calling for protests, telling his supporters to, quote, take our nation back. Your thoughts? Well, just, just to explain, if he's about to be arrested, it almost certainly means he's going to be indicted first. He's going to be required to come in and surrender himself to answer to the indictment. So and again, Bolton is not saying that he has a problem with this. Bolton is not stepping forward and saying, listen, we don't do this in our country. We don't go after our political opponents. Remember, Trump said that. Trump said that he would he would go after Hillary that if if he was in charge of everything if he had if he was the the, the guy who was the, the the DOJ head if he was the um uh, attorney general in the US that that he'd have her arrested remember that we'll play that here in just a bit but Bolton now is acting as if none of that's ever happened and and he doesn't he's acting as if nobody said anything after Trump said that if, do you remember what happened after Trump said I would lock her up. Well, the media lost their fucking minds. They went apeshit crazy. What did they say time and time again? He's a tyrant. He's a dictator. He's going to turn us into a, a banana republic. Here we stand two days away from a former president in this country being indicted on trumped up charges. And this man right here doesn't know his history. John Bolton, the guy that worked for him, doesn't know his history. Or if he does, he's, he's ignoring it for po political gain. Listen to what Bolton says. It's not some random decision. Uh, I strongly believe in a, in a free society, there's got to be one rule of law for everybody. I agree. I'm with you there, John. Then why aren't you calling for Hunter Biden to be locked up? You're pretty silent about Hillary Clinton and those goddamn emails, weren't you? After Trump booted you, you, you were all in until Trump booted you. Trump boots you, and all of a sudden, you're an anti-Trump guy. Listen closely. This is, by the way, I call him the walrus. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Uh, I think that's clear. I don't know how you make that judgment uh, when you're talking about a case involving somebody paying hush money <laughs> to a prostitute or a stripper. I, I only know one person who's ever done that. I worked for him. It's a so he's saying that Trump is the first person to ever do this. He, he conveniently forgets that Clinton paid off Paula Jones for $850,000.
Are you tired of this bullshit? Are you tired of these people coming forward and, and telling you that they're the experts? He's one of the motherfuckers who signed on to Hunter Biden's laptop, by the way. He's one of the 51 intelligence officials who says, hey, that may be Russian disinformation. Don't trust that shit. Information that could have changed the outcome of the election. Going back to number six here, uh, issue number six. All of this information has come through. What have we been told? Listen to Rachel Maddow. As she tells you, she tells you that Trump is a threat to democracy and why. So this was the front page of the Washington Post this morning. Trump paints ominous picture, full all-column headline on the front page of the Washington Post. That was this morning. By this afternoon, the Post had taken this dramatic step, issuing a full-throated, full-page, possibly unprecedented anti-endorsement of Donald Trump. We don't like him, guys. And we're going to print it in big, big letters so that Rachel Maddow will show you that we really don't like Trump. And why don't they like Trump? I think Dave Chappelle put it best because he opened up Pandora's box and said, look at what these motherfuckers are doing in here. And then <laughs> he went back in to the box because that's where he lives. He lives in that box with them. He understands them because he lives in that world. You don't understand him. I don't understand him. We don't live in that world. I don't have a billion dollars. Do you have a billion dollars? No, the dynamics are, are different at that point. How do I know? Because I've hung around with billionaires and millionaires. There's a different mindset among those people. My wife says, you can't play with those people. They play at a much different level than you play at. They get in trouble. They can afford to get out of it. You can't. So, so, so you can't play with those people anymore. She's right. The rules are different if you're rich. Maddo continues. Quote, we recognize that this is not the usual moment to make such a statement. In an ordinary election year, we would acknowledge the Republican nominee, move on to the Democratic convention and spend the following months, like other voters, evaluating the candidate's performance in debates on the stump and in position papers. This year, we will follow the campaign as always, offering honest views on all the candidates. Honest views? Okay. We'll take your word for it. We'll see. Keep in mind, this was back in 2016 when they said that they would give uh, uh, honest opinions and news. Now, this is before Russia, Russia, Russia blew up. Keep that in mind. But we cannot salute the Republican nominee and pretend <laughs> that we might endorse him this fall. Might. Trump might. They were, never, they were never going to endorse him. Ever. When's the last time the Washington Post endorsed a GOP candidate? I'll wait. Never. Hasn't happened. Not in our lifetime. It just doesn't. Because they're a leftist drag. They're all ideologues. Liberal. They, they, they don't understand that we have the, the ability to see what they're doing outside of the bubble that they live in. We can see what they're doing. They can't. In that bubble, they lie to themselves enough that they think that we believe the lies as well. We're not in that bubble. I, you know, I'll give you an example of something that happened here recently um, where I was told that I had to abide by a policy. Um, and that's what these people, they think that we do. They think that we live by their policies, their personal policies, their corporate policies. Here's the thing, folks. Um, policies don't, uh, they don't mean anything to me or you, right? Uh, you, you go into your state office and, and you want something done and they go, well, it's our policy that we don't do that. Well, I don't give two shits. I don't live by policy. I live by laws. I'm a citizen. You inside this governmental, you bureaucrats, you are dictated by policy. I'm a citizen. I'm not. So I don't care what your fucking policy is. The law says this. Do it by the law. And then you've got to go through a whole rigmarole. 
until finally somebody goes, okay, you're right. And then they go into the next one and they lock you up again. I was talking with a, a gentleman before I went on uh, to do this live, uh, Hugo. And, and I said, you know, so the thing that people don't understand is that the way the bureaucracy works is that if you get an ideologue in a, a certain position, it doesn't have to be somebody at, at the president's level. It can be somebody in the permits office that does, just doesn't like you. And so you come in to get a permit to get a well drilled, or you want to add something on the onto your property, and they say, fuck you. And they just slow roll it for two years, three years, four years. They make your life miserable. That's the deep state. Now, that's on the local level. When Marjorie doesn't like you because her brother-in-law lives next, her brother lives next door to you, and you said something or did something that she doesn't like, and so she holds up your well, she holds up your building, she holds up whatever, because that's how it works. Now, imagine if we scale that up to the IRS, Lois Lerner, what'd she do? She did exactly what Marjorie did. Fuck the Tea Party. You run that up the flagpole and, and, and to what other organizations and what do they do? Well, we've seen what happened right now with the DOJ. They're not reining in these Soros-backed DAs from around the country. This deal with Trump is nothing more than what we would expect in a banana republic in a third world nation. The tactics utilized against the American people in 2020 and 2022 are no different than that utilized against the people of Brazil. The exact same outcome. And if we were as corrupt and as upside down, we're not there yet, but we're moving that way. If we were as corrupt and upside down as Brazil, guess what? Our president would be living somewhere else as well. Well, because Brazil's president is living in Florida. He's living in Miami. Bolsonaro. Maybe never be able to go back home. That's the kind of shit that happens when you have these rogue DAs start to do what they want to do politically instead of doing what's right for the people. Maddow continues. The world, the post in this editorial says Trump is, quote, uniquely unqualified to serve as president and experience and temperament. They call him a unique and present danger. They say, quote, the U.S. democratic system is strong and has proved resilient when it has been tested before. We have faith in it, but to elect Mr. Trump would be to knowingly subject it to threat. I'm going to go back. We were told... From the time Trump announced all the way till today that Trump is a threat to democracy. They're not. Trump is. As they silence your voice, as they demand that you be quiet, as they demand that your children learn what they want them to be taught, fuck you. Your opinion doesn't matter. We don't care what you have to say because, because if you speak up against us, if you say that you don't like what we're doing, guess what? You're the hater. You're the problem. Do not tell me what I'm going to teach your children. That's my job, sir. You don't know anything about this. I've got 18 fucking masters. And I like to dress up as Twink Tinkerbell on Saturday nights. And I think that your children should be privy to that. I think that, that I should be able to bring in my dildos and my butt plugs and, and all the sex toys that they can't go legally see. They can't go to the store that sells this shit because we've deemed as a society that that information for children that young, well, that's uncalled for. But no, I'm going to bring them into school. I'm going to bring them in and show them the things that I have, the things that I utilize to have fun in the bedroom. That's okay. Folks, as I said earlier, 
standing down, taking a knee, and being quiet. That's the trap. Protesting, utilizing your voice, being legal, and mostly peaceful. That's the new standard, right? All you have to do is be mostly peaceful. January 6th was peaceful, 100% peaceful. Not one fire set, not one car overturned. No, no buildings were, were raided, looted, or, or, or burned to the ground. None of that shit happened on January 6th. None of it. And the only people that were harmed, killed, my, I, I mean, the only people that were killed were killed at the hand of the government. But sit down, shut the fuck up, don't ask questions. In America, the government tells me that if I ask questions, I'm the threat? This is why we're where we are, folks. This clip right here, number seven. This is what got us here. This is the one that has scared me more than anything else because of, of what happened here. And, and let's talk about the outrage after this clip right here was aired. After getting the subpoena, you delete 33,000 emails. And then you acid wash them or bleach them, as you would say, a very expensive process. So we're gonna get a special prosecutor and we're gonna look into it because you know what? People have been, their lives have been destroyed for doing one fifth of what you've done. And it's a disgrace. And honestly, you ought to be ashamed of Secretary yourself. Secretary Clinton, I want to follow up on that. <laughs> I'm going to let you talk about it Because everything he just said is absolutely false. True. But I'm not All surprised. Right. In the first debate, and in the really first the audience needs to I calm down here. Come on, the audience. Listen to this. Again, them telling the American people, the audience needs to claim, that's our policy. You need to settle down. Our nation's at risk. I don't care about your fucking policies. I don't give two shit about your policies. I'm a goddamn citizen. I am not a subject. More people need to start having that mentality. You're not the king. You're not the queen. You have no power over me, no rule over me. Police officers, judges, they have no rule. They have no authority over you. They can't tell you what to do unless you've broken the law. I don't see any breaking of the law going on. Policies do not matter to me. I don't care what your policy is. Oh, you're only supposed to, you're only supposed to clap mildly. I don't care what you have to say. It doesn't matter to me anymore. I'm at the point where I couldn't give two shits what the people in power have to say, what they think. They're nothing more than bullies. And we learned on the playground when we were little kids how to deal with bullies. Now, your generation may not have. If you're a Gen Z or a millennial, you may not have learned how to do that. It may have been outlawed, the zero tolerance policy. Yeah, but we weren't. We learned how to deal with a bully on the playground. And how do you do that? Sometimes you got to pop him in the jaw. And that's exactly what Trump said that he was going to do here. Listen closely. Talk about anything I want to do and how we're going to really make lives better for people. So... Once again, go to HillaryClinton.com. We have literally Trump. You can fact check him, fact check, fact check him in real time. Last time at the first debate, we had millions of people uh, fact checking. So I expect we'll have millions more fact checking uh, because, you know, it is uh, it's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Here we go. Because you'd be in jail. That moment right there. That moment right there. That changed everything for us, folks. What did they say 
As soon as he said that, what happened with the media? What was their immediate go-to? Where did they go? He's a dictator. He's a tyrant. He's going to lock up his, uh, his political opponents. That's where they went. Now, go to YouTube. Go to CNN. Go to MSNBC. Go to these outlets and see if you can find that content of them saying that. You cannot. Still find it in print online, but you can't find those videos. You can't find them talking about Trump being a tyrant and going to lock up Hillary. You, you can't find them saying how that's the actions of a tyrant or a dictator from a third world nation. You can't find that content anymore. Why can't you find it? Because they're doing exactly to Trump what they said he would do to them. They're treating Trump, they're treating us the same exact way that they said that he would treat. Now, Trump was in office for four years. Do you remember any of his political people that he had locked up? Was, was Hillary Clinton rounded up? Did they go get her? Did they pick her up? No. But unless Trump turns himself in on Tuesday, they'll come get him. That's why you cannot be silenced by these morons in the Republican Party that are telling you that if you go to New York and you protest what's happening in New York on Tuesday, that if you do that, that you're somehow a problem. That is your constitutional right, my friend. You don't have the right to go burn, loot, pillage. You, you don't have the, the, the right to do any of that. You do have the right to go make your voice heard. And apparently, even if you set a couple buildings on fire, it's still mostly peaceful, I guess. Here's the thing. If you don't stand up, it's the same thing as taking a knee. If you do not protest, it's the same thing as taking a knee. If you do not make your voice heard, it's the same thing as taking the knee. At some point in the future, someone in your family is going to ask you, Grandpa, Daddy, what did you do when your nation called? And you're going to have to determine, you're going to have to determine right now today, what you tell them. That decision is made today. You don't have 20 years to wait. You don't have five years to wait. At the pace that they're currently going, folks, we will not have a nation by the 24 election. We are living in a time in our country, sadly, where the tyrants are able to do whatever they want to do. And your fear is what's holding you back. Your fear of being one of the people in the D.C. gulag. That's what's pausing you. That's why they're coming down so hard on Trump and them and everybody else. They've got to show a fucking, they've got to show that, uh, what, what do you, they, 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 they want to give an example. They want to make an example of these men and women. I mean, after the January 6th protest, wasn't an insurrection. There was no plan of taking over the government that day. You'd be an, an, an idiot to think that that's possible. Hey guys, we're going to overthrow the government with our, our signs and our food trucks outside. Anybody who was in DC that day knows what was going on. There are fucking food trucks. How many, how many insurrections have you seen around the planet where they got food trucks lined up? Did you see what happened in Sri Lanka? When they overran the facility? Did you see what happened in Brazil? Did you see food trucks in Brazil? You didn't. There were food trucks. <laughs> in fact, I've got a video on the, on, the, on the grounds where people are walking around with plates of fucking food, because that's what you do when you're coming to an insurrection. That's what you do. 
you, you, you get your belly full. That, that's what you do. Because that's, that's what an insurrection is all about. They've wanted you to believe for the last almost three years, there was some intent to go to the Capitol that day and overthrow the U.S. government. There is not. Nobody was talking about that. Nobody that was there that day was talking about overthrowing the government. Nobody that I talked to. Were there some there that probably wanted? Yeah, they're idiots. It's not going to happen. A group of people are not going to, our government is too big to be overthrown by even a million people in D.C. You can't shut down this government by shutting down D.C. It's asinine to think that. They want you to believe that because that's how stupid they think you are. They think if they keep saying it was an insurrection, it was an insurrection, it was an insurrection, that finally, one of these days that you'll believe it and go, you know what? It was an insurrection. That's what happened. Insurrections, folks, they, they, have, a, they have a momentum to them. And, and that insurrection was stopped when the mayor gave a lawful order to go home. Everybody was off the streets by 7 o'clock that night. Let's go back to 2017 on Trump's inauguration in D.C. Do you remember what happened that night? Do you remember the number of buildings that burned, the cities, the city streets that were on fire? Do you, do you remember that? Do you remember the cars, the police cars, the private individuals' cars that were set on fire? Do you, do you remember that? I remember that. Was that an insurrection? Because it looks a lot more like an insurrection than it did a mostly peaceful protest. Folks, if you're too afraid to make your voice heard, if you're too afraid to stand up, if you're too afraid to take action, stop complaining, stop moaning, stop groaning. If you refuse to put your, your name and your face up on public stuff, uh, and I, I've been told this a number of times, Kramer, don't, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Because I'm an American fucking citizen. I should not be afraid of my goddamn government. If you're afraid of your government, you've already fucking lost. That's what you've got to get your head around. If you're afraid of your government, they've won. The tyrants are in power. We are American citizens. Many men and women have fought and died on foreign shores to ensure that they have freedoms. And then we're too afraid to do it on our own goddamn soil? I say no! See, it's time for the American patriot to say enough is enough. I said earlier. You want to make an impact? It's not going to happen in D.C. There's nothing going on in D.C. D.C. is a ghost town. It's closed up. It's locked down. I was just there. There's nothing open. Everybody's gone. They're all still working from home. You can't get dick done in D.C. You want to make an impact? You get your local community together. You show up at your state capitol. Start holding them accountable first. They're supposed to protect you against the people in D.C. It's their job to protect you from those people in D.C. If they're not protecting you locally, don't give two shits about D.C. D.C. is a fucking ghost town. Go after the people in your community. Hold them accountable. You want to protest? Go protest. Get in front of that D.A.'s house tonight, tomorrow night, the night after. And you're not there for him. You couldn't give two shits about him. You're there for his neighbors. You want to make their lives as miserable as possible because they'll hold their neighbor accountable. You got to start playing the game the way that the left plays it, folks. If you don't play the game the way that they're playing it, we're always going to fucking lose. We're always going to fucking lose. Every fucking time. If we do not play the game by their rules, oh, we're going to take the high road. High road is for losers. How do I know? 
because we're currently fucking losing. By the way, I want to add the, the Trump bit. I don't know if you remember this during that interview or during that debate, rather. There was a lot of comments made about the way that Trump was breathing that night. Remember that? Where he had and breathed through his nose. Do you know why he was doing that? That's a professional technique. I don't know if you know this. That it's what allows me to scream and yell and get pissed and still keep my mind about me because I primarily breathe through my nose. You see, when you breathe through your mouth and you're angry, uh, it releases, um, um, what's it called? Um, adrenaline into your system, which is a fight or flight mechanism. And, and Trump didn't want to lose his shit. He didn't want to start yelling and screaming because that's what ends up happening. So how do you get yourself there? You breathe through your nose. When you're breathing through your nose, you can't yell. Did you know that? Can't do it. You got you to breathe through your mouth to be able to yell. But folks, it's time that you start yelling. It's time that you start making your voice heard. It's time that you start standing up and stop being afraid of what the government might do to you. Because if you're afraid of your government doing something to you because you exercise your rights, that's the perfect time to stand up and yell. You get it? If you're afraid of your government and what they might do to you for exercising your rights, that's the time to stand. You don't stand and yell and scream when you've got all your freedoms. No, you stand and yell when your freedoms are at risk, when your liberty is at risk. Stop asking about 15-minute cities. Stop asking about these stupid fucking things and look at what they're actually doing. Not what they want to do in 20 years, what they want to do today. Program continues tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Eastern. We'll go live every night, weekday night, at 10 p.m. We're going to add to the podcast on a regular basis. We've got some great guests coming up for the podcast. It will not be a screaming and yelling match like this, um, but we've got some great guests with insights that I think that you're really going to, to, to want to be a part of, uh, either by listening or by calling in. Um, and, and I think it's interesting that the technology that we have right now today gives us the ability to do basically what our founding fathers had. If you know anything about that period in time is that those 13 colonies were run basically by five cities. Our nation is much bigger than five cities today. In that period, you could get from one area. If you've ever been to the East Coast, you know that it's pretty fast to, to, to drive around. Well, they would travel for three or four days to get to one place to another, but it was close enough for them to, to be able to, to be in Pittsburgh and to be in Boston and be in Baltimore and be in Washington, D.C. Well, D.C. wasn't there at the time, but to be in Virginia and so on. They traveled those areas. And if you've been in that area, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's very quick to get from one area to another. So they can spread information very quickly. Paul Revere, that's what he did. Remember, the British are coming, the British are coming. Well, today, right now, the distance of our nation, and by the way, unless you've traveled to Europe or someplace else, you have no idea how big our country is. It's gargantuan. Our states are the size of countries. If you don't understand that these, these technologies that we're currently utilizing right now are the future, this is how we get back. These are the new town squares. And we've got to utilize them. 
I don't want to be the only voice out here, folks. There's others that are doing the same thing, but there there's so many right now that are calling for, oh, we've got to have peace. We've got to have calm. We've got to have this. We've got to have that. Listen, I want all those things. But if there's anything that the Democrats have taught me and the rhinos have taught me over the last two to three years is that they're not playing by the rules. They're not taking the high road. They've got an agenda in mind, whether it be with the WEF, the Chinese, the Russians, Ukrainians, whatever it is, they've got their agenda, their plan in place, and they're moving forward with it. And they're not stopping for us. Trying to talk to these people, trying to get them to understand, they don't care. They have an agenda. That agenda does not include you or me having an opinion about anything that they're doing. We're supposed to keep our mouths shut and do as told. And if you're not okay with that, then you better start making your fucking voice heard. You better stop being afraid to step up because you might get in trouble by the government. Because again, if you're afraid of your government in a free nation, if you're afraid of protesting and exercising your rights in a free nation, it's not free. That being said, I'm out of here. Thanks so much for showing up again tomorrow night, starting at 10 p.m. Eastern. Join me, Rumble, Twitter, YouTube. We will do the same exact thing tomorrow night and take your calls and and so on. The number to call us at 877-619-3899. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. We will be back tomorrow or as soon as we can. See you then. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSez.com.